This is episode 108 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. I mean, I'm probably in the upper 5% of 45-year-olds, but I'm not where I want to be. Now, what does it take to be a steadily profitable trader like Tim Bowen? There's something about the culture we grow up in, and and right now there's a culture of self-care. Today, you're going to find out what makes Tim tick as Tim sits down for his one-on-one coaching session with Kim, the Wall Street coach, Curtin which is something different than what you've heard before on the Steady Trade Podcast. Right, Tim? In today's episode of the Steady Trade Podcast, um, I always get made fun of for saying something different by the producer as he edits my ramblings where I say this is something different in every single episode. But I truly believe that today is something different. So as a guest, many of you might be familiar with Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach. If you're not familiar with her, definitely Google her. Check out her book, her website, and then also we've done some past episodes where Stephen and I interviewed her, and then Stephen has actually had a couple sessions with Kim where one or by the time you hear this, maybe both of them are published, and then today is my session with Kim. Now, the reason I threw out the something different is we don't really go that much into trading in this in this episode with the Wall Street coach, oddly enough. So the questionnaire Kim sent, sent me was a lot about goals and aspirations and things you wanted to accomplish as you visit with with her as a coach. And a lot of the stuff that I talked about was was came back to me, you know, my personal accountability, my fitness level, where I want to be, um, my writing. And many of you know, if you follow me online, I've been wanting to write a book for, I think, pretty much a decade at this point, but these goals have just kind of passed by, passed by. And uh, we do some interesting kind of psychoanalysis, if that's the right term, where Kim has me kind of do some exercises. And I tell you, I've, I've bought a lot of online courses. I've hired coaches. And this 50-minute session with Kim may be the most progress I've made in several years and thousands of dollars of buying courses and hiring coaches. So um, again, not necessarily trading related, but I think it's pretty interesting and I hope you enjoy it and Jeff, definitely check out Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street Coach. Hey everyone, Tim Bowen here. Really appreciate you listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. I have a great time doing it, really giving back, and, and it's a true passion project of mine. But if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of trading, in Stocks to Trade Pro, it's a mentorship program that I do twice daily webinars every single day of the week. Never miss a day. Market open, market close. And I think it is the best way to to really speed up that learning curve. And the best thing about it, and this is something that I'm truly, truly proud about, is we built an amazing community in Stocks to Trade Pro. We have a chat room, traders in there all day long, new, intermediate, advanced, young, old. It is an amazing community, and I think by working in these twice daily webinars with the chat room, with the community, with Stocks to Trade, it is one of the best ways to become that consistently profitable trader. Hi, how are you? Good, good. I would say today, just think, okay, at the end of this call, uh, if I walk away with something really valuable, what, what, what would that be? What would you like to walk away with? So, you know, I've got a lot of goals and, and I've had a lot of goals for quite many years. And, you know, I, I, I pride myself in that 
I am as reliable as they can be for others, but I am not very reliable when it comes to myself. And I, I, I have these goals. I mean, you know, I've wanted to write a book for 10 years. I've got like three half, you know, like three half started, books. not even half. I mean, three started books, you know? Um, now when it comes to my family, you know, you, Steven, my neighbor, friends, I, you know, if you, if, I mean, I have literally helped people empty their septic tank. Okay. I, I will, if you ask me for anything, I am there for you. But one thing I struggle with is being there for myself. Mm-hmm. Now I've actually hired online coaches. I've bought every self-improvement program and book yeah. out yeah. there. Yeah. But um, what I really struggle with is consistency with myself. You yep. know, like, yep. like with Stocks to Trade Pro, I've done 1,500 webinars twice a day in three years. I have never missed a day because others have expectations. Yep, totally. When it comes to me, I fucking suck, you know. Um, and, you know, the big goals are the writing stuff. Uh, you know, my, my physical fitness. I, I want to be in better shape than I am. Mm-hmm. I miss work or workouts. Um, I actually hired a, a coach a few months ago, and, you know, I was paying like $1,500 a month for online coaching for the fitness stuff. And he was good, but I still didn't reach that consistency because I think like many people, I think people like, you know, the classic is you buy a treadmill and it just kind of like sits in the corner and becomes a clothes rack. I thought that by writing this check, it was going to magically change everything. And I don't think him and I jive that well. Um, So I I stopped that, but I'm willing to do these things, but it comes down to being accountable to myself and hitting the consistency that I want. And, yeah. and, you know, like question three is like, of the things you start, what is the p- percentage of things you finish? Yeah. When it comes to me, <laughs> 20%, maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe 20%. If yeah. it's for Kim, it's 100%. Totally. So when it comes to coaching, you know, uh, yeah. goals, coaching, I want to be more consistent. I want to take better care of myself. Yeah. You know, the kids are older now. I mean, yeah. when the kids are three years old, you gotta be them. I mean, my kids are one's 17, one's 14. I mean, they're mostly self-sufficient. I've raised a couple great kids. I want to take care of myself better and, and accomplish my goals. Yeah, so. totally. That's awesome. And, and Tim, thanks for articulating that. Cause I can feel uh, the frustration for you. Like it's palpable. You're, you're, and this has been like, this is a lifetime. I presume yes. you're not being yep. able to make the commitment to yourself. So, so I think that's a perfect thing to work on today. Uh, whether we address all of it in this one session, I'm not sure. If you're open to doing more sessions, we can talk about that later. So with hey, that, I'll try anything if it gets okay. me. Yeah. You know, like, you. like, you know, again, back to the yeah. writing thing. Yeah. It frustrates me, the fits and starts, you know, again, uh, you know, like the fitness thing. Um, yeah. and these are the things that I know you're not necessarily a fitness coach, but it's, it's consistency. It's, yeah. you know, it's, I think it's a lot like trading It's showing up, you know, it's doing the work. Yes. You know, most people will say, I mean, I'm probably in the upper 5% of 45 year olds, but I'm not where I want to be. I get that. Me off, you know? pisses you so. off. Because, you're, because, because you know, what's capable, what you're capable of. I look at the rock. I mean, the, the rock's older than me. He's freaking jacked, you know. <laughs> yes, he is. And he's Hawaiian too. And he is. He is absolutely. But, but you, you see even for yourself, like what happens even when you're 
just at the top 5%, right? But you know, what would it take for you to get to the next level? It's the internal, right? So there, yes. so somewhere what that tells me, I mean, straight out is that you are not seeing uh, the time that you spent on you as at least equally important to the time you're contributing to other people. Well said. And, and what does that say to me? That says you have a really big heart. That means you're super sensitive to the needs of others. And it's possible you just did not uh, grow up being kind of encouraged or learned at an early age how to take care of you. You were probably taking care of other people, maybe in the people that you grew up with. And if your needs when you were young were not something you could focus on, then when we get older, it's really hard to suddenly shift gears and have ourselves be the priority. In fact, it takes time to develop that muscle because it is truly a muscle. So is does that does that ring true? But I oh, no, 100%, 100%. Again, okay. you know, like, you know, again, when I see, you know, with, with Stocks to Trade Pro, the mentorship program that I do with Stocks to Trade, I mean, you feel the results because people tell you, they're like, I learned this, you know, Hey, my trading is more consistent. You know, I, I thank you for this. Thank you for this. So there's, there's, you know, there, there's tangible benefits there. Yeah. So yes, I mean, and, or, or again, if I, you know, help you build a deck, you know, a, a handyman on the weekend or, or I help you move that chair. You're yeah. like, thanks, Tim. I, you know, I hurt my back. You helped me move this chair. Yeah. There's that reward. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I got my little, got my little gold star, you know, where me, I I don't, I don't feel that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so tell me just a little bit about what the dynamic was when you were growing up. Explain dynamic or or Uh, extrapolate on that. Give me, give me an example when you were little of remembering something you wanted, but somebody that perhaps was involved in raising you, uh, you, you had to kind of let go of what you wanted for somebody else. Ooh, man. Um, you know, I guess I don't, man, good question. I'm trying to think, but yeah. when, when you say like the dynamic, you know, something, you know, I, I probably got this from my parents. I mean, my parents, extremely hardworking, all about the kid, you know, all about us, us, the kids. I mean, yeah. you know, um, dad worked at a factory and farmed at night, you know, mom worked two jobs you know, we, we were, we were middle-class, not, not well off, but never want, never went wanting, you know, it's like I I had a a shitbox car, but I had a car, you know, um, you know, we had newer clothes, you know, and stuff like that. So, and I I knew they were doing that. I mean, dad works, works in the shop for 10 hours, then comes home and farms till dark. You know, again, mom's working two jobs, you know, dropping me off, picking me up. So, I mean, I think I got that from my family, but um, now back to your question. I don't know. ah, Nothing's coming to me where I had to say, where I had to choose, you know, to do this versus something for me, you know? Yeah. But, but it sounds like maybe the overall, the overall dynamic was that you were aware your parents were really, you know, hauling ass to take care of you and to take yes. care of the, the family. Yes. So that, you know, that's, that's a culture, right? You, you were living in a certain kind of culture. And I think that's part of what's here for you is it's tricky. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, it's again, like, you know, like yeah. my, my dad did not, one of the reasons I am health conscious is dad never took care of his health because he was always, 
taking care of us. Again, it's hard to freaking, I mean, he was a machinist all day, then farmed all night. I mean, you know, beat up all the time, you know, knees, back, shoulder, still has those issues to this, to this day. Wow. And, you know, I probably saw that. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I mean, that my dad didn't, I mean, obviously it was a different generation, but my dad wasn't exercising. He wasn't meditating. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't going on retreats. Totally. You know, he wasn't reading self-improvement books. I mean, this was the seventies, you know, exactly. in, in the Midwest in the seventies, you know, <laughs> if, if you did that, you'd get thrown out of the Midwest in the seventies. <laughs> they, they'd ship you to California or something. So you know? true. <laughs> okay. So, but that's an interesting uh, analogy that you can think back that your dad wasn't physically taking care of himself and that informs your taking care of you. Yeah. So, I mean, I so, remember, you know, again, we would like, we'd like play catch. And I mean, he was, you know, 40, yeah. we'd play catch, but he couldn't run, yeah. you know, now, like now shit, I can, I'll run my kids. Cause I'm yeah. like, I, you know, and we, and we, oh, we do a lot of physical stuff together because I'm like, man, I, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy. And it's like, Hey, you know, and again, not putting yeah. him down. No, I get it. Grinding. You can you know, see, I, you yeah, can see I mean, the cost that there's a cost he's paid because of the, because of the jobs he had and because of the lifestyle and because of what was socially acceptable then, exercise was not part of the dynamic then. We didn't sure. have exercise then. Now I'm really conscious to my using the word dynamic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So it, what I'm hearing is you, that was a culture. So there's, there's something about the culture we grow up in. And, and a lot of times culture is, uh, it comes from the ethnic background, right? You know, it doesn't matter if your parents are from, uh, you're living in America, but you have the Indian parents or you have, you know, uh, parents who are from uh, the UK. There's a culture and there's a culture here in the US too. And right now there's a culture of self-care, right? This is, this is rather new. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe what, in the last 10 years where we are- Yep. Well, we're starting to pay attention to the internal as opposed to the external. All of this is like a whole new kind of paradigm. Nobody's really lived in this space before. If you grew up in another kind of a culture where that was not advocated, you know, there's, there's conditioning. We've, we've been conditioned. It's possible you've been conditioned that to take time and commit it to yourself is somehow fundamentally anti the culture you were taught was appropriate. So you're, it's, it's an unconscious bias towards sacrificing your time, uh, sacrificing your time easily because you feel somebody else needs you. That's acceptable. And, and, and I think, you know, well said. And, and I think that it, for me, it, it, it used to be an a unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. Now I recognize it. Yeah, but I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, yeah. and that's well, why I appreciate sure. your time. I recognize yeah. when I'm like, because you know, like, so I like to work out early. Okay, again, mm-hmm. and I know the value of consistency. And you know, sometimes I do, but you know, but but like, here's the thing: if 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 I was supposed to work out at seven a.m. today, yeah, and you called me and said, Tim, will you can you help me move this chair? Okay. Yes, yeah, a completely trivial yeah. thing. Yeah. I would skip that workout to help Kim move that chair. Yeah. So now I could have, I could go there later. Yep. I could say, Hey, can you call the neighbor? Yeah. So are, I would drop everything, drop everything. To help okay, so let's, trivial let's, task. Let's, let's do a little, um, are you cool with closing your eyes for a second? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yep. So, so let's just take that exact scenario. 
So just close your eyes for a minute, try to tune into your body. I like to say, take the elevator from your head down into your body. So just now imagine that call comes. You, you're, you're excited to go to the gym, it's a quarter to seven, you're just about to, let's say, leave the house to get to the gym, and that call comes. Tell me what's happening internally. Just give it like a play-by-play. I think that I am, I, I guess, I think that I am less valuable if I would, if I would say no, you know, if, if I would, if I would prioritize myself over Kim's chair, yeah. then that's being, I guess, selfish. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's stay with yeah, that. I guess is how I would say it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So tune, just tune into where I'm not, imagine it's playing out. <clears throat> you're, you're wanting to say no, but then this feeling of selfishness physically starts to come upon you. See if you can notice where, that comes upon you in your body across the chest okay so just put one hand there or both hands there it doesn't matter and just feel that tension feel that like and and just really kind of give yourself the vividness of this experience really imagine you know it's a nice little old lady who's just like got a great reputation and i don't know saves the neighborhood kids with serves them cupcakes or something somebody really sweet and now you're going to have to say no to her. Imagine you're, you're going to say no this time. This is like a challenge I gave you. You're going to say no, and you're just letting that feeling of selfishness wash over you now. So tell me what it feels like in your body. I, <laughs> you may or may not like this answer. I don't feel any different because I, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't see myself ever telling her no. <laughs> I think I, I just failed the answer. <laughs> I got it. I got it. So, so, okay. So, but let's say for whatever reason, like there's some kind of huge price you're going to pay if you don't say yeah. no. All right. All right. So just any, anything that we want to get you into this, the, the feeling of the selfishness. I mean, it, again, it feels like, it feels like tension. You know, it yeah. feels like it, again, across, I could like feel it in my chest. Like it's yeah. like, it's, uh, uh, like I'm, flexing or something yeah totally so so see can you is this selfish feeling that you're tuning into now the tension in your chest is that a feeling you know yes okay is it something that you can remember having for a long time or i don't i don't know if i have any i don't know i don't know keep one hand there keep one hand there because it's easy to go into our head now so you want to stay in your body Okay. So see if you can just tune into that tension in the chest and that selfishness. Does it feel like it's a feeling <clears throat> you've always had, you've had for years? I think, I think as long as I can remember. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, how, do you remember how, how young you may have been when you first felt it? I would say probably, you know, I started, uh, I, I think, you know, started the business. I, I don't, I don't remember having it like as a teenager, I would say, you know, or even like in college, I would say, you know, I started the business in, you know, roughly 96, 97. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it started then because, you know, it was a bootstrap business, mm-hmm. customer service business. Mm-hmm. You had, I mean, you know, we're, you know, it was, it was me and one other guy, yeah. You, I mean, you, you had to take care of the customer or you were doomed. Yes. So I, yeah. I, I would say when my professional career started, I, w- I would guess. 
Okay, so let's just allow you to just imagine that this feeling is happening then. You were what, how old do you think? Roughly? Uh, 20, well, it'd be 96 or 22. Yeah. 22. So, so you're 22 and you have this feeling. Is it the same feeling that you have now as we are recreating it? Best, best I could say would be yes. Yep. Similar, okay. similar feeling of, of, okay. you know, again, if, if, if a customer called, it didn't matter if I was going to the gym or had a book to read or had to meditate or, or, yeah. you know, or, or, or needed to get food, you know, healthy food ready. I would yeah. grab fast food and go take care of the customer. So, yep. Got it. Got it. So just, you're doing great. Just stay in this chest area for a moment. We're, we're just bringing your attention there because the body has a lot of information and we don't always give it time to talk. So that's what we're doing now. We're just kind of listening to what this tension in your chest, what the feeling of selfishness, quote unquote, selfishness feels like for you. <clears throat> Is there anything else? If you just allow a miniature version of you to kind of be walking around your chest, what, what, what would happen if you walked around in that space of contraction resistance you know I, I i go back to you know i i recognize it i just struggle with you know how to deal with it and, and you yeah. know and and, so you're, and so you're in your head i'm gonna pause you for a moment just go into your body just okay. notice what it feels like notice how far across your chest does it go to your shoulders does it Yep. All the way across. Yep. All the way across. So, so just see if you can notice what feeling it being inside of it looks like. If you are inside of your chest right now, where this tension lies, what does that look like? Put your imagination there. uh, You know, I, first of all, I just think instantly came to color would just be like, red like yeah. you know yeah. you know like I, I i i i'm struggling to visualize but when you ask that question i just yeah. saw like the color you're red doing great so. red red it is so so you're in this red tension and now we're looking at is there any other distinguishing features about it is it is it a space is it a cavernous space is it a wide open space why i would say like wide open yeah yep yep is it hot or cold hot it's also, really, it's also really hot today. But. Is it really hot? Okay, so, so but, it's, but it's hot there too. It's yes, hot there yeah, too yeah, and it's yeah. wide open. And see if there's any characteristics or qualities. See kind of a version of you there. Like a, like a physical version of me? Yeah, or? yeah. Like a miniature version of you walking around in it. Um, can you see yourself there? Yeah. I mean, I look like, you know, uh, I mean, it looks like me, but yeah, like, that's okay. Like, like, like I see like black, a black figure in like a red expanse. Yeah. So just, just watch, watch and just notice you're just observing. You're just going to watch where he goes, what he's doing. And see if you can tune into what he's feeling. Basically, just just walking, um, confusion a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So so let let him feel his confusion. Notice what happens for him when he's confused. Um, he's like, I mean, looking around like aimless. Yeah. Like, 
you know, yeah. doesn't, doesn't know where to go. Yep. No, yep. no destination, I would yep. say. So now see if there's a way you can just communicate to him that you're there too. You're with him. Whatever that is, maybe it's just in your head. Does he, does he know now you're there? So as you said that, I now see like me standing next to him. Yeah. Okay. And how, what, what's his reaction to you standing next to him? Just kind of basically just looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Does he like, like, I think we both, uh, we're both there, but we don't, again, we, we both don't know the goal or the destination. Yeah. Does he, is he glad you're there? Seems to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So do what you got to do to like, let him know, you know, you're, you're with him for the ride. Okay. And now just see where he needs to go and you're going to kind of go with him. So we're, so as we did that and we're now both like looking towards the horizon and now we're headed towards the horizon, but it's like a, it's like a, a sunset. There, there, mm-hmm. there appears to be a destination. Okay. So how, but it's how, far off in the distance. There's, yeah. there's still nothing there. It's just like the horizon and yep. just like the sun setting type thing. So. Yep. Totally. So see if that, is it, is it feel like that is the direction he wants to go? Yes. And he, and he, you're going to go with him. Yeah. It's like, it was like, we, we agreed upon this. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So stay with it. Keep going. Just let it play itself out. Now it's, again, it's like, we've, we've agreed upon this. We're headed that way, but, and there's, but there's still like, we're just headed in, off into the off into the horizon for the for yeah. lack of a bit, and there, there's yeah. nothing there. It's just like yep. the sun going down. So. Yeah. So what? And what's going on for him? We're both just looking ahead. So yeah, yeah. Does does he have any uh, feelings about how it looks, how open the vista is, or the no destination? Is he neutral? Yeah, we're both just kind of neutral. Yep. Okay. Okay. So do what you have to do to communicate to him that you know you're. You're going to depart soon. You're, you'll come back, uh, but that you're going to depart and see if there's, see how he reacts to that. Cause you're telling that. He seems concerned. Yes. Uh, so, yep. so allow that to just process for a moment. Do what you have to do to communicate to him that you'll definitely be back. That you're a man, man of your word and that you'll be back. So he uh, he's accepted that. I'm kind of like pointing off, like I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. He is now. He was concerned, like reaching towards me, and now he's he, he seems accepted of it. Okay, okay. So then, just thank him for his time. Thank him for visiting with you, uh, letting you visit with him, and then just slowly kind of come back into the room you're in now, into your body. And taking a couple of deep breaths, and then when it feels appropriate, open your eyes. Okay. Okay. So, what was that like for you? I mean, it was interesting. It was it was interesting to see it play out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I had necessarily had any surprise. It it, it felt like he was looking to me for guidance. Mm-hmm. 
I felt it was my responsibility to guide him. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I felt bound to help him. You know, I talked about that horizon that in the distance, I felt bound to help him get there. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you to just tune in for a moment to your chest area. Just notice what it feels like in there now. Feels better. I don't, I don't feel that. It doesn't feel like I've got a, a weight, you know, it feels like when, when you ask me about that, you know, yeah. being bound to, to help the old lady, I tensed up. It's that, yeah. that's now gone. Yeah. Yep. So, so what you just did, Tim, is you just kind of met you, you know, there's a, there's a part of you that you got connected to in this exercise. And one of the things that might help you stay connected to that version of you is to recreate what we just did to just notice every once in a while what it would be like for you to connect to him again like just go into this space of stillness and just see where he is what it is he needs he is the person that you are letting down when you drop everything to go help somebody move that chair. He is, he exists as much as that old lady does. And I, and I get that. And, you know, I, 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 and and again, some of the coaching sessions I did last fall helped me with that a little bit, you know, and what happens to me is I get to the end of the day and that's when I realize it. And and that's when I realize it's like, okay, I neglected him, you know, myself, whatever. And And then, I get pissy about it. <laughs> sure, sure, because you you then are in tune to the fact that you didn't get your basic needs met. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the so the universal needs list is something we talked about briefly on that first conversation we all had together, and that's something I'll send to you. So part of universal needs are what happens is if we don't get our basic non-negotiable needs met, then we have uncomfortable, hard to be with feelings like uh, sadness, apathy, depression, anger, frustration, right? Not a whole bunch of other ones. And, and, and I, you know, I, you know, for, uh, it's funny we're having this conversation today because yes, or two days ago, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I live near in a resort town near Lake and there's a lot of older people and I'm friends with them and stuff. And I mean, literally, and I'm not making this up for the call. I mean, I was like literally getting ready to work out. It was, it was, it was the middle of the day because I did some stuff in the morning, but whatever. I got called to put up a flower box. And I mean, this was like the most basic, I mean, anybody could do this, but I, you know, I get called to put up this flower box. I go put up the flower box and I mean, I was, I mean, I was polite to this older couple and they know me, known me for years. I take my dog there swimming but I was pissed off when I got done. I'm like, man, why did I put up this freaking flower box instead of doing what I had planned to do? I had my schedule all planned out, you know? So, yeah. so yeah. It's, be- I mean, it's when, because when- you think their needs trump your needs. Exactly. Totally. And, and, <clears throat> and here's the thing the the cost <clears throat> that you pay and the cost that others around you pay when you don't get your needs met. And, and that's that. Sorry, I, I left. I forgot the last part of my thought. I came home, and I mean, you know, and again, it's not like I was mean to my family, but I was 
pissy. You know, I was pissy for no reason because I had to go put up this freaking flower box. You, you and, probably were mean, you know, well, in the scheme of things, you weren't throwing things, sure, but, sure. but you weren't, you weren't able to give to them because there was nothing left for you. to. Give. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I was like, and it was one of those things where it was like, Hey, you know, just like casual conversation. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, I mean, I answered the question, but it was like, I mean, it's my, your daughter. heart wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. My heart wasn't in it. Yeah. No. yeah. So. And this is, and that's because you didn't have any oxygen in your tank. So, so the thing is, it's, it's, I get that you're the kind of person who likes to be a contribution. That is an incredible quality. There are not a lot of people in our world who come from that place. So it's beautiful. And if you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself first, your ability to put that oxygen mask on everybody else is going to be completely compromised. Right. So what this is about is you being able to realize that getting your needs met is not a luxury. It's actually just a standard base need that if you don't get this stuff, needs are oxygen. And without you getting that oxygen, uh, your tank filled, your your ability to be there for others and to do the work that you do love to do for others. It's just not long-term going to happen. And, and I agree with that. I agree with that. Yep. And that, and that is, you know, you start small, you start to, what, what I would say the first piece is let's recognize what your non-negotiable needs are. What I do hear around one of the non-negotiable ones is probably the physical, the physical yes. fitness, right? Yep. So that even if right now you just take on, okay, that's a non-negotiable need for me that when I put that in my calendar, come hell or high water, using your words, nothing will move that. And here's what you're going to bump into. You're going to bump into that tension and to that feeling of selfishness. And what I'm going to invite you to consider is allowing yourself to go through the physiological effects of that because you can't right now stop that um, cascading experience from happening what you're going to do is you're going to slowly build up a tolerance because what happens at that moment is you have the opportunity to do something for yourself somebody needs something and your default setting is i put my own needs to the side i'm inviting you to not do that not put your own needs to the side and then we know like clockwork you're going to have this whole entire physiological experience of selfishness. You're going to feel tension in your chest, maybe other places. And I'm going to ask you to ride that out like a surf surfer all the way through to the beach. It might happen in, in a minute. It might happen the whole time you're at the gym, but I'm going to ask you to just surf it through. Why? Because what you're, what's happening at that moment is you're bumping into your survival techniques. Your survival techniques based on this business when you started at 22 was, if I don't do this, I'm not going to survive. My business sure. won't stay afloat. Exactly. But what's yeah. happening now is that same trigger is being hit, but, but the results are not the same. What's the worst going to happen? They're not going to make you chocolate chip cookies, the neighbors, when you don't put the flower pot. Exactly, up. exactly. Yep. <laughs> but your but your lizard brain, right, doesn't know the difference. It yeah, just right. knows. Well said. Well I'm, said. Yep. I'm in the vicinity of saying no, and I know that that is going to kill me. It's gonna it's gonna ruin me. And what you do by surfing that is you wind up showing your body, oh, it didn't kill me actually. 
So my, uh, so as I'm, you know, so again, I politely say, no, I've got, I've got something important to do. I don't need to tell them what, no. but as I'm, as I'm going through this, I'm just kind of recognizing it that, okay, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing this, but just, just being conscious of it type thing. You're, you're going to be conscious of it and you're going to actually, you know, maybe pause like after you. So, so here, here's even, I'm going to, I'm going to ratchet it up a, a little bit. What would it be like for you to just say no and not put a qualifier on it? So going back to this coaching program I was in last fall, yeah. that was one of my assignments. Uh-huh. And I, we, we did this like three day ret- retreat in Santa Monica, which was awesome. Yeah. And, um, I came back Monday morning. Somebody asked me to, uh, I can't remember who, but asked me to do some trivial yep. thing yep. that was, and, and I said no. Mm-hmm. And I immediately texted the coach and I'm like, dude, that was freaking awesome. Then I, then like an alcoholic, like two days later, I fell off the wagon, you know, and, and I even said, I text, I'm like, dude, that I, I, that was like the first time I've said no for me. Now, if I, I might, I might tell you no, if I like had an, like a dentist appointment, a real, yeah, sure, you know, sure. I gotta be there. Or the dentist pissed off and charged you, you know, <laughs> a real appointment is what you went to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just notice that don't, yes. don't, make, don't make it wrong, but just notice there's something that you have this, this bias that your appointments with yourself are not real. Yeah. And again, I, I texted him and, and again, he was encouraged. And I was like, dude, that was awesome. But then, like I said, two days later, I fell off the wagon. So totally. and, and we went just, back to, and went right back to doing stupid shit and not to doing my stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it and it's and it's simply because this is a default set setting in you that it's that it's survival that the that the cost if you do something for you potentially is astronomically high, and you know, the, the the what you're doing now is you're going to pay attention to is that cost accurate is the is that part of my brain that's telling me this is you know the the dangerous place to go is that true. You're just going to observe what happens to you. You know, I would say this. This is number one. I think that's a huge takeaway. Thank you. I mean, I know we're not done, but I just wanted to make this point. I never thought of it that way going back to, again, starting the business. I mean, it was me and another guy. We were taking literally $100 paychecks because that's all that was left. I mean, it was like food and gas is all we took. And I think doing that for two or three years, it's just ground into me that again, you know, back to then, the I mean, if a customer called at midnight, we had to go. Totally. It was like, you know, I I'm living on a hundred bucks. I can't live on 50 bucks. I got to go. If Kim calls at midnight, you know, I appreciate that. And you have a Midwestern culture you're coming from. The whole Puritan work ethic and yeah. The whole Puritan work. And so, so there is this sense of these appointments with yourself as somehow not being as real. So it it can't, it can't. You busted me on the dentist appointment. I, you know, I, <laughs> so I, 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 that, yeah. that's the, po- that's the powerful, that's the powerful metaphor because that is what's happening inside of you. You're somehow not seeing these appointments with yourself as real, as valid, as is important. And that's understandable because of the culture you grew up in. You grew up in a Midwest culture where that kind of stuff is considered, you know, 
what what would be the what would be the kind of Midwest description of somebody? Well, it's like, you know, it's again, growing up on a farm. I mean, it's like, it's the classic thing where if, you know, if, I mean, if a farmer gets hurt, everybody runs his crops for him. You know, they, you bring your machinery over you. I mean, you help him out because you don't get those crops out of the field. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's bankrupt, you know, and if he breaks his leg, you, I mean, because you know, if, if you break your leg, you need them to come over and and run your crops because you leave those crops. I mean, you're, you're, you're bankrupt, you know, you're done. Correct. Correct. So it's, so all, even that, can you see the survival, right? The mm-hmm. survival here. So these are all the, the, the pieces that are kind of underneath what keeps pulling you back from that self-care. And, and it's, I, I think for, for the conditioning that you've had, it's, it's asking a lot to go to the gym for yourself. On well, I, you know, again, you go back to that when we were talking about helping the old lady with the chair, I mean, I, I felt it. I mean, we're talking about a hypothetical made up situation. And I was, and I, I felt it. I mean, it was like, it it was, it was annoying me to agree to tell the old lady, no, in this hypothetical situation. Exactly. (laughs) I'm looking at her out the window right now. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But that's, that's how, that's how kind of hardwired you are right now to the concept of saying no. So, so it, I think, I think it's great that you said no when you came back from that retreat, but what that does though, doesn't necessarily change what's happening underneath the surface. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to start to reteach you by giving you this opportunity to be with the selfishness in that moment to notice, okay, I'm being flooded with all the fear of survival and i agree i think i think it's fear i think when i i called it tension but i almost think fear might even be a better term you know again i'm starting to connect and again thank you connect this stuff you know know, like i said back with the business i was scared to say no you know it's like again what if they didn't come back next month what if they didn't pay their bill you know it's like i mean if you know we had five customers if you pissed off one you were in a lot of trouble or not enough to get you what you need yeah so between the cultural conditioning and the the literal actual valid uh kind of mindset that you had to develop at 22 to keep the business alive i just think those two combined are kind of what are fighting against your desire to take good care of yourself. And the reason, even, even though this is not why I put you into your body, I put you into your body because there was information there and there, and there was information there, but we also got this opportunity to meet something that's three dimensional, that version of you, that other version of you, because you got to see him, as an extension of outside of yourself. You got to see him, not just as that extension, but him standing there kind of like what, not even being concerned when you were about to depart, right? right? He was like somehow feeling not good that you were going to leave him. I think that just might help a little bit when you are trying to stay true to something you want to do. Because now there is this person that you can relate to who is outside of you, not just that old lady, but him, Mm -hmm. he's being kind of compromised. He's going to pay the cost that if you don't take care of his need or your own need, 
he's going to not be happy. You could kind of see that in that visual, right? Yes, totally. Yes. So if you can. So, you know, now I'm, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like this, no, I get it. As opposed to letting down the old lady, I'm letting down myself, this, this, this figure. Yeah. So was, how old was he? The, the version, that version. It was very old. It was just like a figure there. I I couldn't, I couldn't age him. Yeah. Um, Got it. So, So, but if we, we have the age of 22 when the business started, yep. Do you have any photographs of yourself at 22? I could probably dig one up. Yeah, so. see if you could. And maybe keep him by your desk. Because he's the one that is going to pay the price every time. You're basically, when you're saying yes to somebody else, you are saying no to him. Right. So we just want you to connect to that version of you. And and I think you got to be a little bit patient with yourself. I don't think it's going to happen. Overnight. Well, again, that's one of the, you know, when you talk about faults, I mean, and, and I think we talked about this the first time we had the conversation. I mean, nobody's, and, and I, and, you know, I know this is an issue, but I mean, nobody's, the shit I say to myself, yeah. I would never, ever even, I mean, my worst enemy, I wouldn't say the stuff I say to myself, yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> did, you, did you dip into the Taming Your Gremlin book? I haven't yet. I've, okay. I've, um, I, I do want to though. I mean, yeah. I, I could definitely get it next. Yeah, um, I, I would. I would listen to it because it, it and it comes in audio as well. If that okay. is preferred for you. Um, no, I like to read actually. You do. So, okay, good. Yeah. I think this book, uh, this book is a book that you don't plow through. This is a book that you'll read because he'll give you exercises at the end of each chapter. Uh, it's a con- you know you're going to contemplate a little bit about what that gremlin is. But that's, there's no doubt that that self-talk is, you're bumping into it. Why do we, why do I know that already? Because you aren't prioritizing you. So that selfishness that you feel is being kind of stirred up or orchestrated, if you will, by that inner gremlin. And a lot of times that inner gremlin is the same, uh, you could also call it that part, the lizard brain. Right. right, because right. the because a gremlin. Which thing, I'm familiar with that idea. Yeah, totally. Yep. You, you're you, the gremlin is trying to help us survive. Yep. Right. So it's telling us we're going to die, or there's going to be huge costs to pay if we do this, whatever this is that's outside of its kind of like circle of known. And that's so the the fact that you're constantly hearing kind of that internal dialogue that is beating you up, that is just more of the same of this feeling of the selfishness when you're just simply trying to take care of yourself. So the reason the book's important, the gremlin book is because at the beginning, you're going to just start to notice what is the phrase that is constantly said to you when you're about to do something for yourself is, are you hearing this word selfish from this, this inner gremlin? What is, what's the catchphrase? Um, you know, again, it's like, <laughs> you'll probably laugh, but I'm just like, you, you're a fucking piece of shit. You know, it's like, you missed that workout. You said you were going to do it. Yeah. You knew that this fucking flower box could wait or didn't yeah. even need to be done, Yeah, but you still did it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it, that's why I joke about it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like an alcoholic, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's that- like, you know, they say, I'm not going to drink today. 
And then yeah. they wake up in the gutter and they're like, you fucking piece of shit, you know? And I feel that yeah. same way. You know, totally. it's like, I, have, I, I do daily routines. I'm like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Something comes up. I skip all that shit. And yeah. then I'm, and then I'm just, so what's the voice say loser and everything else. So. What's the voice? What does that voice say when the, when the old lady calls for the flower box? I go back to, I like your term of default because I just, I almost don't even think about it. I think back to, and that's, again, I appreciate you. I think this is a good breakthrough thinking about that business. Cause I don't think I even, when she calls, I don't think I even think about it. I'm like, okay. Autopilot. Give me 15 minutes. It's autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't even, I don't think about it. I think, can I do this? Yes, I can. I will do it. You know, if I'm uncapable, the thought I have an ex, I have booked myself at the gym doesn't come into at all into the equation. Afterwards, afterwards it does. But but at the moment, (laughs) but the moment when she calls and you think, can I do it? How there's no semblance of, but I'm just leaving for the gym. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if that helps, hurts, or whatever, but it does, it it's just, just what's so. It's not yeah, it neutral. Just, but yeah. but here's here's what that means. It means that somewhere, as soon as somebody reaches out to you, it's almost like you are transported into some kind of parallel universe. Yep. Because it's like all of a sudden your calendar. So anytime somebody asks you for something. Here's my suggestion. You'll say, I have to check. I like that. Yep. Does that feel okay? Does yes. that feel yep. authentic to you? Yep. Okay. And how I many mean, people know I'm busy? Again, these, these people yeah. know I have Doesn't a lot. Doesn't matter. Of, you know. People are going to ask you anyway. Well, no, know. no. I'm, I'm saying if I, if I start doing that, mm-hmm. I, it's not like they're going to be, I mean, they know I got shit going on. What know? if they didn't? What if somebody that doesn't know you've got shit going on? What's that like? <laughs> I'd probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I'm getting at is, I think this is a good first step. You know, to, you know. Again, I would love. I'm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. you're not sick of me, and we can follow up on this. <laughs> but I think, like, you know, when it comes to baby steps, I, I think that's a great, you know. And, so and just, I, I just, I have to check, is what you yep. say, yes. and then, and then you hang up the phone, or you walk away from the person who's in front of you. And you go sit in your car for two minutes or your office for two minutes and you notice, first of all, what your calendar says. Then you notice what you start to feel if you are true to your calendar. And here's what's possible. You could have this flood of selfishness, right? Flood of fear to the point where you can't take it. And you're like, I'm going to do the goddamn flower box. That's fine. Because what you just did now is you interrupted the process, interrupted the default setting. So even if you still do the flower box, at least now you're conscious of the fact that you are throwing over your morning routine. Right. Maybe you wait another minute longer than usual to go do the flower box, but you're going to be with whatever is hard to be with about, uh, the pause for as long as you can and then you're going to go to it and if you keep delaying it just a little bit more eventually we'll get you to the point where you actually say no on a regular basis 
So again, I would love mm-hmm. to follow up. And, and I, so, so what is my, what is my homework? You know, do you want me to journal these things or, or I mean, because number one, yeah. I've, I've, like I said, I've bought every online course, I've mm-hmm. joined groups and made, I feel like number one, thank you. I feel like, again, recognize, I never thought about that two man business yeah. and how that's, I mean, 25 years later, I'm still operating in that starvation mentality for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and so, so I would love to follow up. I mean, what yeah. is my homework for next time? How, how do I, how do I fucking fix this is what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think you fix it by noticing and okay. being present to your instant saying yes. So right now, all we're looking to shift it is to let me get back to you. So yeah, that, like that's it. your yeah. homework. And the, the other thing I just want to point out is at that moment, when you just say yes, without pausing, without thinking, can I literally do it? Is that question. If you can see him, see that, let's say 22, 23 yep. year old version of you on the other side of that equation. Because when you say, when you're saying yes to that other person, you are saying no to him. Correct. Get that I photograph like for him, yep. of him. But the other piece I wanted to just point out to you was, if you can see how like that default setting happens, and then you pay, you pay two prices. You're paying a price because at that moment, your default setting is you just say yes to people. But then you pay another price to him on the other side when you aren't true to your own values of working out of, uh, you know, order for yourself. And that's when, and then you beat yourself, the, the, that gremlin. Well, is coming I, said up that day. I mean, I, I mean, I was better an hour later, but I was ornery with my family for an hour for no freaking reason. Yeah. You know? But before you got ornery <laughs> with them, you already had beaten the hell out of yourself. 100%. Yep. Right. <laughs> so, so you're kind of getting, you're getting kind of beat up on the front end and then you're getting beat up on the, on the back end. So it's, it's both of those moments are happening. And now all I think is important for you to do is notice, notice what happens at the start. Even if you slip into the default setting of yes, again, Oh shit. I didn't even pause that time. That's you noticing. And then back to that, that, that story I told you when I said, no, I'm like, it felt so good. But then two days later, it was just, I didn't even think about it. It was just, yep. You know, so totally, totally. So the picture of yourself, because I don't think I had, again, thanks to you. I don't think I had these tools, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, the, co- no, the coach no, just said, say no, yeah. but he didn't give me those models you gave. You've, you've yeah. given. I think it's hard to just ask somebody to change because everything we do is based on experiences from our past that worked at some point. You know, there's yep. a, there's a, a, a book. Well, yeah, you, you go back to again that when, I mean, the business, grew exponentially, became successful. I was able Correct. to retire. Correct. It, wor- it worked. Correct. Yes, at midnight on Saturday. I mean, I, I'm programmed because it worked. I mean, we because it worked. 20, when I left, we had 20 employees, 10,000 customers. The business is still doing great today, six years later. So that behavior worked for Correct that. Him. That's you know, exactly but I'm not it. starting a business right now. That's right. <laughs> so it's, what, and so the, there's an amazing book. I'm not recommending you read it now because there's too many books to read, but it's called The Drama of the Gifted Child. And that book is about when we're children, 
we experience these dramas, whatever they are in our households growing up. And we're gifted as children to learn how to navigate it. We're so survivalist-like, right? We just know how we have to morph and be to get through it. And so that becomes our default setting. We're like, this is what I do when that happens. But the situation isn't the same when we're grown up. Right. There's a whole bunch of different variables. Same thing now. What was going on for 22 is not what's going on now for you. But your still default setting is to just do what worked then. Yep. And so now what we're trying to do is just bring consciousness to that, self-awareness to that, a pause for you to notice, huh, this is not the same environment. The, not doing that uh, flower box is not the same as ignoring my clients right right and it's just bringing that awareness to it and turning up the volume noticing that the selfishness may still come and if it does you're gonna kind of surf it i'm gonna send you two articles that are very short they're like a page and a half okay. long remember i love to read so i don't, okay, I, don't <laughs> I know but you but you also have a lot that you do need sure, to read sure. so yeah. we we don't want i don't want you to feel like oh my gosh she's sending me too many things to read so <laughs> these two short articles that will will give you a uh, kind of reconnect you to what we did today, how I took you into your body for you to do it again. Cause I okay. think your visiting with him is going to be valuable. Even no, I, I enjoyed that. I think, I think that was, that was an interesting experiment. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. So that was just connecting to what's going on emotionally within your body. It's, it's different going to our head because our head kind of gets in the way, but the body has a whole bunch of information. So I would say reconnect with him because you did say you were going to go back to him at least once or twice. Maybe we come back together in two weeks. Okay. Um, no, I'd love it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. Okay, good. So is there, is there anything else that you think besides the gremlin book? Did I say that? The, like 25 yes. pages? Yep. Of the gremlin yep. Book? Yep. Um, is there anything else you think you would want to take on, need to take on, or accountability wise with me would well, help. In, in number one, I'll, I'll send you the yeah, questionnaire. I filled it out by hand, but my That's handwriting is so bad. Well, it, you, you, as long as I could read it. No, you, you can't, you, you can't. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'll type it up and send it to you, but you know, you'll see, I mean, I'm in these questions yeah. when it comes to what do I need from the coach? A lot of it's that accountability. I mean, I mean, because yeah. one of my biggest, and I know I'm repeating again, but, you know, I've joined so many of these programs, paid coaches, bought the courses, but what, you know, I've got all the tools. I mean, again, when it comes to like the gym, you mentioned me going to the gym, literally below me is every single piece of gym equipment you would ever need. I mean, I have no excuses. Okay. I have every tool. I have everything I need, but what I've always, what I've lacked mm -hmm is accountability because yeah. back again, going back to the business, I was accountable to customer Yeah. since I've retired and now I'm kind of doing so, my Tim, own thing. We, you know, we, nobody holds me accountable. So, you, well, the, and including yourself and the Correct. reason you don't is because at a very important part of your life, the accountability to other things had to be prioritized. Correct. So are you willing to potentially at least consider giving yourself empathy for not having been as accountable to yourself as you would like. I think that's what I need. You know, I, again, I just go back to that. When I don't hold myself accountable, I just go to that negative, negative self-talk. And then I just, yeah. it's just like this 
it's a loop. It's a loop. And it's like, I've been in this loop for 10 years, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. So, so notice how and what you say to yourself when you don't come through for yourself. Notice what that language is and just notice it and maybe write that down. Okay. What, what are these things you say to yourself when you don't meet your own needs? Because that talk is definitely, it's kind of like a corrosive acid on your soul. I, I agree with that. Yep. Yep. And it's, and we think, or that gremlin or that ego thinks if we're harsh enough and we, you know, take ourselves to task just hard enough, then we'll finally, you know, grow up or get to the gym or whatever. And it absolutely doesn't work. Okay. Well, I think that's, I mean, I think I've got, you know, again, I, I think we made a couple breakthroughs. I mean, I appreciate it. And I think I've got enough to work on for two weeks. If you would, if you don't mind sure. listening to me ramble again, I would love to, I'd love to follow up. So, uh, so I, I've, I've made uh, again in years of buying courses and yeah. hiring coaches. I feel like this might be, the first time I've actually got a plan to, to, to help with this annoying issue that I've been dealing with for, for 10 years, basically since I retired, you know, I retired and I'm like, okay, now it's about me 10 years later. It's still not about me. And I've been trying to fix it for 10 years. Yeah. So I'm going to invite you to imagine that we're not going to fix anything because you're, because you're actually naturally creative, resourceful and whole. You're not broken. Right. This, this is simply, not serving you it's costing you in ways you don't want to pay anymore so we're gonna move in a direction of first accepting it's so that this is what's so that actually there's probably really good reasons it is the way it is and we're going to move in the direction of giving you some empathy for the fact that this is how you tick right now and really good reasons for why you tick this way perfect hi this is Nathan from San Jose, California, and I like to drive into work while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast until I fired my boss and made myself my own. You too can register to win real actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com, and make Steady Trading a real-time gig. If you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating, write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in the Silicon Valley. See you next time. <laughs>